everybody, and welcome to My, My Lash 2 Brain Cells. I'm your host, Maddie Morris. And I'm also your host, Elliot Morris. And if you're wondering why there's no video today, Elliot just got off a plane from a business trip and put a microphone in front of his mouth and put headphones on his ears because he loves you guys so much, but he is not very glamorous right now. He didn't have his glam team today. Yep, I didn't get to do a full beat. So he's kind of crusty, dusty, and ugly. So, but you know what? We love you so much that we're going to do an audio-only episode anyway. Yeah, we got a face for radio today honey yes i do um i got a lot of uh questions on my instagram today when i did a poll of what you guys want to hear from what you guys want to hear about today and a lot of you wanted to know number one stories from my early days and my beauty school experience and also any advice that we have for beginners and i will say this is going to be the best advice that you can take if you are a beginner um we really, really care about giving you guys sound advice. And if you are a beginner, there's only really a few places that you're going to look for for advice. And most of those avenues are going to lead you very astray. Number one is like friends and family. And although you love your friends and family and they're What amazing, the heck do they know about lashes? What do they know about lashes? Nothing. Nothing. They're going to say, I don't know, maybe like glue them to their skin or something. Yeah, no, it's their job to like support you and be there for you and support your business any way you can. But I have a lot of people be like, oh, I, I came out with this pricing list and I showed my roommate and she thinks they're too high. And I'm like, <laughs> that's that's funny. Hello. <laughs> like, is your roommate going to be like your yeah, I put I, I put two pricing lists in front of my cat and she uh, pawed the one with the lower prices. So I think I'll go with that. Like we need to be very, very intentional about who we take advice from going forward in our business. Yeah. And we should only be taking advice with, like from people that have done the thing before or that are more successful than we are currently at it. Elliot and I still have that like mantra for ourselves. Like we're not going to. Right? Yeah. I don't take advice from people less successful than me. That's true. That's wow, you so make true. that up? I made it up all by myself. Wow, Elliot, yep. you're so smart. First one to say that. You're creative. I am. I'm very creative, um, actually. And then number two is a lot of people take advice from Facebook groups, and you already know my opinion on Facebook groups. Um, sometimes, you know, they can be good, but if you are a beginner, I mean, like someone straight. Sometimes they can be good is a very charitable way to put it. Sometimes, I mean, if you ask a question that your peers can have a great answer to, then great. But if you're a beginner and you're like, hey, I glued someone someone's eyes shut and they're threatening to sue me do not go to a facebook group yeah yeah valid yeah but you know if you do have a question and you are going to go to a facebook group go you, should go, you should go to the lightheart lash besties facebook yeah. group because at least Best that one facebook at, group on the well, internet at least that one's like moderated yeah at we least moderate heavy I, I delete the stupid posts. <gasps> if you guys are wondering why there's less stupid posts on lightheart lash besties because i delete them and if we deleted your post i am very sorry because it was stupid <laughs> Oops. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm, I'm kidding. kidding. It was it was probably uh just not on topic. Yeah. Maybe it was an accident. Maybe it wasn't maybe it was an accident. Our finger slipped. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Um number three is um or a lot of beginners starting out, um, you know, they take a training that promises them the world and, you know, promises them that they're gonna make, you know, the the corny one is like six figures every year six figures every six months yeah, that's six, my training six figures every five minutes um and that is like totally great and inspiring and cool and like you can absolutely you know make six figures plus as a you lash can artist. make six figures plus as a lash artist you yeah. could make six figures gross as a lash artist yeah and and when most people talk about it, they're like oh i make six figures but then it's like okay but what are your costs yeah you're not bringing home that full six figures. No, figure. I've, I've done it. Be inspired by that. It's fine. Yeah. But just be very wary if that's like the number one selling point of like a beginner training. Because I think that's like a 
like maybe a selling point of like I think a, a lot of people say that as their selling point because they don't know what else to say. Yeah. And I think if you're taking a training from someone who's like really good at it and they know how to do it, they're going to have a lot of other things that they can say yeah. about their training other than like, hey, you're going to make six figures a year. And it's also like if you um, don't have the skill set to back it up yet, mm -hmm. then it's going to be really hard to reach that. And you're probably going to be like compromising, you know, the quality of your work. And you're probably sure. going to have to take way too many clients a day. And you're going to have to take way too many full sets. Like a lot of the way that people break down how you're going to make six figures is, oh, just do three, four full sets a day every single day. And it's yeah. like, okay, well, you should only be taking, you know, I even take, when I was fully booked, I was doing one full set a year. I was only living off fills. No, I remember there was a time like right when we moved into like our first house in Anchorage where there was like a month long period where you were doing a ton of full sets yeah. and you were making like a thousand bucks a day for like a month. Oh, I, it was post COVID. It was post COVID it and was, like everyone was, was coming back. Yeah, it was after the lockdown and that was a very yeah. unique time in history because for the first time people needed full sets and people were like willing to pay me double because I was getting them in, you mm -hmm. know, and, and, and as it was making was, like a thousand bucks a day, I'm like, oh, lashes is the yeah, best thing I was making, ever. I was, I was making $1,200 a day on yeah. average doing yeah. four full sets a day and I was absolutely killing my back, killing my hands. I had nerve damage in my hands, but Ellie, it was like girl you're gonna be a I was billionaire like, this is the best. and then like yeah. and then like a month later it like started slowing down i'm like and he goes, no and he goes, why are you making so much less and i go I'm well like, because they're all happened? fills now and so that's why i say fills pull fills pay the bills you can't just look at your full set costs yeah. and, and think you're uh, think you're you know but then i was like why are you doing fills just do more full sets and i go Obviously. elliot because i want to take care of my regulars that's like how i build my business that's how i sustain my business <laughs> this was this was before i was the lash daddy and i knew how the yeah industry this was worked. when elliot was like an engineer boyfriend and yeah. not a lash husband yeah and he i goes, was girl just do four full like, sets a day uh, why are you taking fills you get paid so much me. less for fills yeah boo just do four full <laughs> sets a day easy easy buckets <laughs> yeah um so those are three things to be aware of and i will share briefly stories from my early days so how i got into lashes as a whole i haven't actually shared um but i started out as a makeup artist and i was really really into uh makeup i wanted to be a beauty guru when i was in high school i think we all did you're um, gonna be the next james charles girl because i was a cool girl in 2016 and yeah we, you were we were all into the cut creases and you know the underpainting and the contouring and um and obviously fake lashes were my life i had drawers and drawers and drawers in my bedroom tell them how early you got up before high school every oh, day oh i had to leave the house at 6 50 in the morning and i would be up i mean it is pitch black in Alaska in my parents house I'm 13 years old and I spent every last dime I made buying mascara the purple tube of Maybelline the falsies mascara to be quite specific and um the little tray of kiss cluster lashes that you buy at Walgreens I would go to Walgreens I would spend every single penny I had buying these and I would apply them meticulously every single morning and I would tweeze the tips together and I would like use a sewing needle like to make sure they were so perfect and I would get up two hours before school started you were waking up at 4 45 in the morning some days if i had cheerleading or if i had like that's insane i i it took everything in me to get up at like 8 a.m for my eight like my high school started at like 8 20 really? and it took everything in me to get up at 8 a.m oh i do a school except for the morning oh 
Oh, well, the funniest terrible. thing, you guys, is like Ellie and I lived right down the road from each we other, did. and but we, we lived opposite lives. We lived opposite lives, and we went to opposite schools. We did. I went to the like good boy Christian school, and Madison went to the sinner school. <laughs> but there were a lot of Mormons there. Yeah, I went to the sinner school though, honey. And yeah, seven in the morning, I was um, fully ready. My eyelashes were huge and glam, and um, I I was uh, addicted to eyelashes, and I loved makeup, and it I was so. Um, you know, I I don't even think it stemmed from like trauma, in, insecurity. It's gotta or be trauma. <laughs> no, because it's like a lot of girls in high school are so insecure and they're like caking their face with makeup. No, I think you just really liked it. I really, you really it was liked fun. it, and it was a way for me to love on people. And I really liked, um, you know, I had I had friends in every single friend group in high school. I never had just like one. I always had friends from every friend group, and it was because I could always like, I always had things that I could do for other people like the cheerleaders I could do their makeup even though I wasn't really close friends with a lot of my cheerleading team I could do their makeup before the games I could do their lashes before the games I could you know get everyone ready and that was like our special time together or girls that I would have never had relationships with suddenly they're coming to my house in a line before prom for me to do their prom makeup and I just was able and you know the choir girls you know the quieter kids in class like I always had I I felt like I could connect with anybody by like through beauty in some way and it was always like our little connect my little connective thing with everybody that's so sweet it was and so i mean even my first job my first job was i worked at uh, uncle joe's pizzeria and i was making salads in the back and i was working as as young as i possibly could i love to work that's the other thing and younger than you were legally supposed to yeah they kind of gave me a free pass i was like look i'll make the best salads you'll ever see in your life they're like all right even my job at uncle joe's you know what's so funny is i would get fully ready for school and then i would um touch up my makeup and my lashes for cheerleading and then i would like go to uncle joe's and i would like literally be touching up my makeup like before i went i (laughs) so that you can make the salads in the back i just i just loved like i loved uh I loved it. I loved the process and I'm quite an anxious person by nature. Like I was always just like, you know, picking at my eyelashes or like ripping my nails to shreds or anything like that. And so I think like for me to, you know, put that like anxious energy into, or I was just anxious in general. So I think to put that anxious energy into something positive, Mm -hmm. whether it be like fiddling with false lashes or, you know, makeup or anything like that. Nails. I was really into nails for a period yeah. of time. Well, and when you get your fake nails on, then you don't pick your nails. That's true. Yeah, which is good. It was such a positive outlet for me. And so then when I was around 16, there was a local makeup company in town. And I remember they had like a car with a decal on the side. So I thought they were like, big time, honey. Big time. Big time. And they had a little office downtown. <gasps> oh, and my gosh. Now we have a car with a decal <gasps> on the side. Wait, we do. How cute is that? And now we have... Wait, two Lightheart cars and the moped and the the van. That's so cute. Now we have four Lightheart mobiles. But oh I gosh. thought this car with the decal on it was like the biggest thing in the world. And um, so I applied for a job and I was like, I want to be a makeup artist. They're like, how'd you hear about us? And you were like, I saw your big sticker on your Girl, car. I saw the decal on the I car. S- I was like, dang, they're serious. And I said, I'm going to Hollywood. <laughs> I'm going to Hollywood, baby. <laughs> follow that car (laughs) and uh and i I went to their office and um 
I had to, I showed her a portfolio, which she didn't even ask me for. She didn't ask me for anything. I was 16. Was the portfolio all just pictures of you? No, the portfolio was my friends in my bedroom that I had done their makeup and I took a Snapchat photo of them, <laughs> like with their eyes closed and posing. And I was like, yeah, you see that? That's yeah. full glam, baby. That's, That's full, full beat. She was like, well, <laughs> because you're a teenager, like, and you don't have any, you know, like, uh, you don't have an aesthetics license and you're not a, you know, licensed makeup artist or anything like that. You can work under the table and you can wash brushes and you can come on set to like weddings with me and you can put uh, falsies on like the mother of the bride and you can wash makeup brushes. And I said, I got to put falsies on the mother of the bride. Oh my gosh. This is the greatest day of I my said, entire this life. Is the greatest job in existence. Sign me right up. And she was like, we can pay you like a hundred bucks under the table cash. But like, you know, and you said, I will be there four hours early every time. <laughs> and they said, that is really not necessary. You could just be like 15 minutes early. No, four Do you want to know early. the funniest thing? Do you want to know about my first makeup job? You guys, oh, so yeah. my first makeup job, I was, I had just gotten my first car. I was a teenager. Um, I woke up the crack of dawn it is have i even told you the story was this the one in like hatcher's pass girdwood oh no hatcher's pass was a nightmare oh you gotta tell them about that worst wedding in my entire life i ever worked guys i had nightmare clients by the time i was 17 so i'm 16 years old and i'm a professional honey i i know that makeup artists are meant to show up like wearing all black hair pulled back like light soft glam makeup on themselves i knew the vibes i got my car washed that morning I brought a box of donuts for the bridal party. That is so cute. I brought coffee. Those donuts cost more than what you were making yep. that day. I brought coffee and hot chocolate for the woman who had hired me for the job. That's so sweet. I showed up uh, before anybody did, before the bride did, before the bridal party, before the makeup artist. It was yeah, at this did. Airbnb in Girdwood next to your childhood home. Oh, It was cute. actually next to your childhood like home. Like next door? Two houses down. Oh, Yeah, two houses so down. so cute. I, I pointed out it out to you a few times oh yeah i think it was just a little airbnb and i showed up before anybody and uh when the first hairstylist unlocked the door i set up as much as i could i set up they they gave me the job to clean brushes i had the i had bought fresh brushes and cleaned them for this job i was like i'm not even gonna use yours i have backups i brought i brought my own and i i had my my fancy rubbing alcohol spray you know all the tips and tricks to keep everything as clean and fresh between you know clients as possible and um, cause my job was really just sanitation. Yeah. And you were the best dang sanitary worker I on this was, side of the I Mississippi. Was. And I remember I helped out, you know, with everybody and there was a few, it got really close on time and everyone was like so drunk on mimosas and, um, the makeup artist was running behind and I was like, Oh, I can do these two ladies, their full face. And she was like, Oh, I won't make you do that. And I was like, no, 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 trust me. I will do exactly what you've done on everyone else. And I did, I did their full faces. They were beautiful. I took my Snapchat pictures for my portfolio and I still have these pictures to this day. It is the funniest, just most basic setup ever. And like all my products were just like, you know, from Ulta, from the Ulta brand. Like I couldn't afford anything. Mm. And, um, but I was really good at applying falsies. I will tell you that none of these women had falsies. I put falsies on everybody before they left, including the bride and they were beautiful. Um, and then it got, word got out that I was, you know, I was getting into makeup. And then I went to college for about two weeks, same college Elliot was going to in Alaska. And I dropped out um boo she couldn't make it as a sea wolf (laughs) (laughs) i always knew you weren't cut out to be a sea wolf okay sea wolves are the mascot of university of alaska anchorage world's worst mascot (laughs) what is a sea wolf and the colors the colors green and gold yeah oh i hate to admit that i've done sea wolf makeup i don't know what a sea wolf is i don't think that's a real animal no it's not a real animal 
No, not at all. Oh, so it's like a wolf with a tail. I hope we don't have any sea wolves listening. Oh, no. The I mean, actual animal. I, uh, oh, yeah. They'd be so embarrassed. <laughs> so anyway, I went to UAA for a few weeks and then I had this light. I haven't talked about this much on the podcast, but I had this light bulb moment sitting in a class one day and I was sitting next to one of my dearest friends in the world and I was shaking. And you know when something is just so wrong for you and your your legs are shaking? Do you get that? Uh, no? Yeah. Guys, I have turbo anxiety. That happened to me when I like kept stalling the manual car in Italy. <laughs> yeah. That was the last time my legs yeah. were shaking. Yeah. I, I have like, honestly, guys, I have like turbo anxiety. And yeah. I always have. And it's gotten so much better in the last few years, which is crazy because I'm like busier than I ever have been. But it's it's not a busyness thing. It's like... I don't know what it it's is. It's all because of me. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what it's it is. It's all because of me. I fixed you. Elliot calms me down. He does. But yeah. oh, that's I so was sweet. sitting in class and it was, you know, in Alaska. I just graduated high school and I'm, I'm sitting in a college class. The class was like stupid. It was a stupid class. Yeah, they all are. Boo. We remember. hate college. I don't remember. It was stupid. This, this is an anti-college podcast. <laughs> it was Drop out. It was stupid. But anyway, I'm sitting there with my friend. My legs are just shaking. I looked like I was about to cry and I go, girl, I just... I need to get out of here. And she's like, Oh, do you not feel good? And I was like, no. And I, I looked at my friend. I, I was just like, I just don't think I should be here. I don't think I should do this for the next four years. Like, I feel like there's something else for me and I don't know what it is. And she was like, get out of here, girl, get out of here. It was my friend, Jadesha. I'll oh. say her name. And she was like, Oh, get out of here, girl. You know, whatever. And I was like, I'll text you later. I just don't feel, I don't, this isn't for me. And I, w I went to my car and I bawled my eyes out in my car. And actually, I'll say her by name. My friend Anna was also a sea wolf. She Goated. came to the window of my car and she was like, hey, girl, you OK? And I had just been crying. And I was like, yeah, I'm just like, honestly, just like thinking about my life. <laughs> 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 and she was like, oh, I love you, girl. And I was like, thanks, girl. And then I just listened to the Lumineers for 30 minutes. And, <laughs> um, Always makes and that better. calmed me down. And then I, I was just just ravenously googling beauty schools in my area and i just all my hands just wanted to do beauty just however i could and so um i i i drove to a, you know one in my town on the way home and i looked in the window and you know it, the only one in town that was really like open at the time mm -hmm. and um that i even knew of and i mean within within days i was i was like ready to go you know that's awesome and i did i walked in and I remember when I, I walked in and, and first of all, it's so funny because you think like college dropout, everyone in my life was so unbelievably supportive. Like my family was stoked. Yeah, my, true. I don't even remember anyone saying anything negative to me. Like her dad has a master's degree and he was like, yeah, drop out. Yeah. My dad was a college professor and he was like the most supportive. My dad has been so supportive of my entire career. Yeah. And to this day, I mean, people are like, Oh, what's Maddie up to? She's still doing the lash thing. And my dad's like, sit down, <laughs> sit down. You stupid. Shut up. Shut up. You don't know anything. He was like, Maddie doesn't Idiot. do lashes. She doesn't do lashes. Okay. She's a mogul. She's a businesswoman. <laughs> She's got multiple businesses. My dad's like her husband works for her. Her friends <laughs> work for her. Her husband is her employee. Yeah. He's like Maddie. She's got an office. Yeah. She's got a, she's got a, she's got the building she's got a coffee shop she's got sweet like my trainings my dad's like have you ever sold she's out she's got three branded month cars after month after month she's got cars with decals it's cars with a, decals you got a car with a decal you, i bet not no my dad is so and my mom is too they're both so supportive but like it's just so it's just so funny people always ask about my dad because he was like a college professor and you know 
so they think that there was this emphasis on like me going to college but like i never even considered going to college i don't know how i ended up in more college so in the first than place. a college professor her dad is a hustler he is a hustler and he real recognized real real recognized and real. he recognized that she had that dog my in dad her. said you got that dog in you bark bark girl bark bark wherever you want yeah no he was my parents were so supportive of me going to beauty school so um, and, and I, I love to work and I was prepared to do the work. And when I, it w let me tell you, my beauty school experience was not a walk in the park. It really wasn't. It was, it was quite, it was quite interesting to say the least. And I walked in, it was the only, uh, school like in my area, um, at the time that was like an accredited aesthetics program. And I walked in, I introduced myself and the guy working, um, was like, Hey, this is kind of a barber's program. We, we teach barbers. And we do have an aesthetics program, but we don't have like anything to teach you. Like our stuff is so dated. He was like literally telling me not to go. He goes, our stuff is so dated. There's nothing we can teach you. You seem really driven. So I would, yeah, hate you don't want to come here. So I would hate for you to like, you know, waste your time, whatever. And I go, Oh, listen, I'm just trying to get a license and get out. I'm trying to be a makeup artist. And there's either I fly out of state and go to like Seattle or go to Aveda or something and spend, you know, 30 grand, or I spend six grand here and I get my license and then I teach myself. I go, I'm self-taught. I'm already working weddings. Like you don't have to teach me a thing. I just need a piece of paper. I said, I'll be so, uh, I'll be no problem to you. Like I am 18 years old. I'm so young. Like I'm just going to drive here at seven in the morning, clock in, do makeup on pieces of paper all day, do facials all day, do brow waxes, get my hours and I'm going to get out, out of your hair. I'm not going to cause any trouble. And he was like, okay. So paid for beauty school, got signed up. I started on Halloween and um, I graduated on January 1st. I was their fastest graduating um, aesthetic student because I went full time. Like I did not think about anything else. I lived, I eat, eat, slept and breathed going to beauty school. And everyone there was a barber. They were all men. They were all, you know, in their 30s. Actually, 90% of them were from the Dominican Republic because they were like a group of friends that decided to That's so cute. move from the Dominican to become barbers in Anchorage, Alaska. That's awesome. Don't ask me why. I like cannot remember the who, what, or how. But that they was said it's this is the greatest city in the world. I think like two of them had like girlfriends here and then they oh. like convinced their friends to become barbers Bro, or something. Those friends but, got bamboozled. Yeah. But honestly, a few of them like really looked out for me Aww. and there were, they were men in their forties. And, um, there was one specifically who really looked out for me and he was really cool. And he would like walk me to my car every night. He had like multiple kids and, um, he would walk me to my car every night and just, you know, always make sure I was safe and okay. Cause the area Aww. we were in was not, oh, it was sketchy. It was not safe. And, um, there was a lot of crime going on. I really stayed out of it. I kept my head down and just, just did my work and did my hours like I said I was going to do. Um, but it was crazy. And I'll tell you two experiences from beauty school because I could talk about beauty school all day, but I won't. Um, there was like a lot of just like, you know, people doing drugs outside the building. And like there, if I was ever, you know, like in the school alone, you know, guys would just be like, hey, can I use your bathroom? And, you know, me being 18, I was like, yeah. Yeah, no problem. Of course, you know, and then people would drink the hand sanitizer in the bathroom oh. and there was one guy that came in he drank the hand sanitizer in the bathroom and he passed out and locked himself in there oh, and no. we had to call the police to get him out and then they came in and they're they're like how did this guy get in the bathroom and you're like oh i let him use and the I bathroom go, he had to pee <laughs> <laughs> um yeah he said he would be so fast yeah there was another time where and i'm not even kidding guys these are like some of the more tamer stories from beauty school but there was one um man that would come in to get his like daughter's haircuts 
and he would have them come in and get their heads shaved and we started to realize that this girl was like different than the girl he'd brought in before and they weren't allowed to say anything and um turns out well we we called the police because uh we started talking to the girl a little bit when he was like looking away like some of the barbers were getting clues from her being like Mm -hmm. are you okay and um, they called the police, and the guy was arrested for sex trafficking. That's terrible. Yeah, really terrible. Like, there is some crazy stuff that happens in Alaska, you guys. And it's not all bad, but I'm just saying, like, my experience at beauty school for these few months, it was like something every day mm-hmm. was going on. And mm-hmm. I was, like, for the last month, I was literally the only girl in the building. And I was taking my clients there. And so I was advertising through Facebook um, that I was taking through Facebook and Snapchat that mm. I, I didn't even have like an Instagram presence, but f- yeah. through Facebook and Snapchat, yeah, I was, she was big on Snapchat. Yeah, I was big girl. I had like a thousand friends and I <laughs> um, would post like the little dog filters. And I was like, I've been opening at two o'clock for a full beat of makeup, like five dollars. Five dollars. Yeah. I obviously wasn't allowed to charge, but I was like, I was getting tips, you know, through Venmo yeah. and um, women would come and people would tell their friends. And it was so crazy because when like, you know, school dances and, um, you know, events would come around, seriously, people would come to the beauty school and be like, I Let's heard you go. have a makeup artist here and she's putting falsies on people for free, honey. Oh, per. They'd, they'd book Sign with me. me up. Yeah. So I was taking clients every day and it was mm. so funny. The last few weeks of beauty school, the owner would try to ask me questions like, oh, can you turn in this thing? And I'd be like, listen, listen, listen. <laughs> I'm a, I got 12 full makeup I looks to do today. I got 12 full beats going on. I cannot be taking this random brow wax. I have so much going on. Like I was booked and busy. <laughs> you don't honey. understand how much I got on my plate right I now. I was always booked and busy. And the funniest thing was I was like so on it. I was rebooking people. So people would <laughs> people would come in for their brow wax at school. And then I'd be like, okay, so I'll see you in three, four weeks. We can push it out. And they were like, you're only going to be here for you're like. You're not going to be here anymore. And I was like, well, I'm going to be somewhere I'll in be three, somewhere. four weeks. And just so, give me, just, just Snapchat me. i would get people on my hypothetical books i'd say (laughs) you guys madison can't help but to hustle it's in her dna hustling is in my bloodstream if your blood type is like a or b or o my blood type is hustling people would (laughs) people would be like uh uh they'd get their brows and i'd be like i love your brows oh my gosh like let's start off slow and then we'll go more arched as we, but let's not shock you today. And we'll do a tint next time. If you're feeling crazy book with me in four weeks, I'm going to be graduated, but like I'll hit you up where you can go. Cause it's going to be somewhere. It'll be somewhere. Like that's the thing is I knew that I knew that I was going to hit the ground running wherever I started. And, um, crazy thing is I graduated, got my certificate on January 1st. And this is all I'm going to say about this story. Cause it makes me so sad, but, uh, I came back to get my certificate and the owner of the beauty school uh, died the day that I graduated. That's so sad. Yeah. It was so sad. It was really sad. Oh. I like can't even think about it. But but you know, guys, that wasn't even the worst thing that happened while she was at beauty school. The worst thing that happened when she was at beauty school was that the beauty school was right next to the best Chinese food <laughs> restaurant in all of Anchorage. And she had no idea oh. until after she graduated. Two, of the, two very sad things happened the day I graduated. The day I got my certificate... Um, one of the barbers was eating the most delectable Chinese takeout that I've ever seen in my life. And I said, Murad, where did you get, that was my man, Murad. I should, I should say his name, Murad. He was great. But I said, Murad, where did you get that delectable Chinese food takeout? And he goes, oh, uh, uh the, right next the door? bakery next door. And I go, there's a Chinese bakery next door. He goes, yeah, it's around this corner here. And, and literally guys, if you took a sharp corner, <laughs> there is the most insane it's good, so good bakery that serves like Chinese food and pastries and 
Oh it is, it's the only, my gosh. It's the only restaurant in Alaska that I think is better than anything we have here Un- in Phoenix. It was unreal. 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 And I go, you're kidding me. That's been next it door. It was so good. That's been next door for months. He goes, yeah, but it's like, you have to turn the corner. I go, I have been so scared. to. <laughs> no, but here's the thing. Like being a young girl, and this is just the no, truth. No, it's valid. It's this valid. is just the truth of being a young girl. Is like you, I was so focused on getting to my car alive <laughs> every night that I wasn't even focused on my surroundings. Because like yeah. if I just like looked my head up and I was just like, yeah, one of the 40 year old male barbers, I'd be like, Oh, Chinese food, whatever. But I was so focused on staying alive and getting to my car across the dark snowy parking lot. And, um, and yeah, so I missed out on Chinese food for, for a few months. I never, ever, ever got it while in beauty school. I, I could have been eating Chinese food every day. And it was so good. I could have, but I was, pork buns. I was packing myself a lunch every day. Boo. What a loser. Loser. And it's crispy noodles. Oh, oh they were so gosh. good. Shout so, out Charlie's Bakery. Shout out. So now they know where I went to school. But yeah, um, right when I graduated, the owner of the beauty school passed away and it broke my heart. And I got in my car and I cried for hours and then I listened to the Lumineers. Obviously, because it makes everything better. It makes everything better for me. And, you know, I just am so thankful because everyone is in your life for a reason. And um, everyone's in your life for a reason. And I'm so grateful that, like, I had that he really, like, he was very good to me while I was in school and just was very supportive of me and very, um, you know, when you're young and you're starting out, you know, there's a lot of negative voices but he was always like you're gonna make it you're gonna do good like you you got a good head on your shoulders and he'd always be like you know, all these knuckleheads like you know all these girls you mess around they come in here they vape all day whatever he goes not you you know you're like not you he was always like you haven't vaped once no he's always like you're gonna make me proud you're gonna do so good you know we've never had anyone like you in here he was really oh yeah and um yeah and i yeah and so um after that i immediately obviously got a job because i had bookings because <laughs> <laughs> i had clients to I get was, in i had clients to get in and she, she was going to work like interview at day spas and they're like okay so we have so we can put a few clients on your books and madison's like no need yeah. no need i oh, already have also, my books also full. the other thing it was so funny the, also the other thing that was funny is um they didn't really do like parties when people graduated. Like they didn't do anything. It was like, you got your certificate and you never talk to these people again. But, um, at the time that I graduated, I talked to the owner of the beauty school and I said, um, I said, like, what are we going to do for my graduation? He's like, what do you mean? What are we going to do for your graduation? You're going to get a piece of paper, girl. And I go, you graduate. I go, well, I need to buy like a cap and gown and we need to have a pizza party and we need to get a cake and we need to have like a whole Obviously. ceremony. And like, I need to make a speech. And he goes, oh my gosh, girl. Okay. Like do whatever you want. (laughs) And, um, obviously like it was a very tragic day, the day that I got my certificate and the whole school was silent. You could hear a pin drop and everyone was like in mourning quite honestly. And, um, but we still ordered a pizza. Still had that pizza party. We we had a, well, we didn't have a party, but we, we got a pizza and we, we shared it and I bought it and that's so sweet i just i just picked up moose's tooth for everyone <gasps> moose's tooth is good and i got my certificate and that certificate is literally covered in dust and barbecue sauce in the garage right now but <laughs> it, it was covered in barbe- barbecue sauce from day one from when they spilled it off the pizza <laughs> yeah true. from moose's tooth <laughs> from the no, literally, pizza. literally people are like why don't you display your your mini certificates on your wall i'm like girl because i have done so much in my life since they are covered school in that barbecue i honestly did not take very good care of them and i have them all but they're crusty and dusty so um, it's, it's what you do with them that counts, not how they look. And so immediately I got a job at the day spa. You guys know that. 
um, whole story, but I'll, I'll mention a few things about when I first got into lashes is when I worked at the day spa, I said, my dream is to be a makeup artist. I, I don't really care. And about- they said, that's nice. We will book you with exclusively Brazilian. <laughs> <laughs> they said, awesome. Stop. They said, that's nice. You will be doing <laughs> manzillions. manzillions all day, every day. <laughs> and yeah. So anyway, um, honestly those stories are best told around a campfire i have no interest in sharing them on the internet oh yeah no that is okay no no interest those are for me and those are for my friends and those are for people that ask me about that stuff in person there are stories that can be told off of the podcast facts and if you ever get me around a campfire and i'm snuggled up in my sweatpants be like maddie tell me the time when you did uh four brazilians an hour for free for two years hey it wasn't for free you were making like four bucks Per Brazilian. Yeah, unless it was a Groupon, then it was free. Oh, you did it? Wait, I thought it was just halved your commission. No. Or they no, took no, the no, half no, 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 that no, no, was no. your commission? No, 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 no. If someone got a Groupon Brazilian, I made zero dollars. <laughs> and That's so bad. Um, I was under the impression that I was getting my foot in the door. But when ah, yeah, you were but, getting your but foot listen, in the door. When you're fully booked. You were getting exposure. Listen, when you're fully booked for two years, you're not getting your foot in the door. You're being taken advantage of. <laughs> Honey, I'll, t- I'll tell you that for free. No. But if, if you get me around a campfire and you're like, tell me your Brazilian stories, I'll be like, oh, it was a dark and stormy night, child. Um, but I will tell you a few silly stories from starting out. My first day, they said, we know that there is a new trendy service that has hit in the town and it is called eyelash extensions. And my ears perked up. I said, I get to do eyelash extensions. Uh, they said, you get to do professional eyelash professional? extensions. And I said, oh my gosh, give me those tweezers my now. My dreams. Because I thought like, like lashes, that just uh, wasn't even on my radar at the time. That's you know, the greatest thing I was world. like, okay, I'll do some waxing. I'll do some facials. And, and, but at the end of the day, I want to be here so I can like get my name out with makeup and do makeup. And they were like, Oh, we don't really do makeup, you know, whatever. But again, it was the busiest day spot in my town. So busier was better for me. I did not want to be sitting around all day. I didn't want to be waiting for walk-ins. I wanted clients every single second of the day. That was perfect for my personality. I didn't want to be sitting around in the break room, you know, chit chat. And I wanted to be like taking clients. I'd rather do it for free than be sitting around. True. And, um, so I was trained by a hairstylist how to apply eyelash extensions. Um, they were 0. 0.20, or 0.25 diameter, which does exist. And <laughs> I will pull out your phones and Google this for me right now. Bigger is better. Google this for me right now. The entire salon had a $100 budget a month to buy supplies from a site called discounteyelashes.com. Still it's, exists. It still exists. I want you to look it up. It looks the exact same as it did when I used to purchase <laughs> from them. And we had to purchase... $100 worth of supplies for literally, I'm not kidding you guys, five lash artists, five full-time lash artists taking 10 clients a day on those trays and that bottle of glue. And we would literally walk the glue between rooms for who needed a fresh uh, uh, dot. You need a fresh dot of glue. Uh, uh. Hey, I need a dot of glue over here. <laughs> hey, can you bring give me one a in? Dot. I would get knocks my knock, knock, knock. Hey, can I have the glue? Hey, can I have the glue? Hey, can I have the tweezers? I was like, oh, they're soaking in barbicide. I need them now. Oh my gosh. Well, give them once. My, I need them now. I'm like, why are we sharing isolation tweezers? Hey, like, but at least they were the world's best tweezers. Vitas! Vitas! Y'all ever heard of Vitas? If you haven't heard of Vitas, you need to go buy some <laughs> off of Amazon right my, now. My, Greatest tweezers in the world. My trainer, quote unquote, she's a nice lady. I'm, I have nothing bad to say about her, but she was like a hairstylist that worked in her house. Like she was not a 
lash trainer. She and just, yeah, she wasn't trained. She didn't even have me like watch a YouTube video or anything. She literally said, this is the service. You use these tweezers. You never need to buy another pair. You only need this pair. And you isolate with this yeah. hand and you place a classic lash with this hand. This is the t- pair of tweezers you will use for the rest of your life. And my my brain, I don't know. I don't know what chemically is like different about my brain where I get so like obsessive about little things like this. But I was like, oh, this is this is my life now. Yeah. Like, and eight years later, this is still, still my stuck. life. And I would, I would argue I'm one of the most obsessed people in the entire world about oh, eyelashes. Yeah, I would absolutely argue that. I, yeah. You I, guys, it's scary. It, I eat, sleep, and dream eyelash extensions. It's, it's unhealthy. Yeah. I was taught that there's like no such thing as mapping. You just do short for the inners yeah. and longer for the outers. And that is how you snatch it. That is how you snatch the lashes. And I was taught that. Um, and also keep in mind, like most of my clients were older. They were all like. I, I had kind of like a 60 year old clientele, I would mm-hmm. say. So not, not old, but they were like more mature women. Mm-hmm. And so that kind of worked for, you know, them. They weren't really asking for anything different. They just were kind of happy with, you know, eights through twelves or ninths through twelves. And uh, if they asked for more drama, I would be like, okay. And then I wouldn't change anything. <laughs> and then the placebo effect. You would do just, the same lashes, but more dramatically. Yeah, truly. Um, but I was very precise. And if you look at my pictures from the early days, you can tell that the lashes I was using were like extremely heavy diameters. But most people, when they look at them, they're like, that does not look pretty bad. Like I was very particular and meticulous about what I did. And I had a very light, gentle hand and Mm -hmm. I focused on customer experience over anything else. You weren't giving people chemical burns. Nope. I really wasn't. Yeah. That's the thing. You were placing it at credit cards with from the lash line, even at the beginning. And people wanted to know a few silly stories of when I first started lashing. And so I don't want to roast anyone except myself. And I will tell you a few silly things that I Maddie Morris did when I started lashing and hopefully you can't relate I hope you can't relate at all yeah that would hands up if you can't relate um I hope you're you're better than I was but when I first started out I was taught to use like paper tape and then gel pads and then underneath the eyes and then more paper tape and then more another gel pad (laughs) and so when I so we had this funny little saying that we said at the salon and it was called tape mountain (laughs) <laughs> and so I said That should be a joke How do I tape down the bottom lashes? Build tape mountain <laughs> And so obviously like <laughs> Who came up with that? I can't say Oh okay I can't say It's a but secret But tape, gel pad And then obviously their eyes would move and scrunch and whatever so And then obviously more, more tape. tape Another gel pad And I think I think my max was like four <laughs> gel pads and four tapes And it would take me like 12 minutes to apply And then by this time your client Their eyes are so bloodshot And they're so dry And they're staring at this this, And we didn't even have ring lights you guys We literally just had like the, the medical The bulbs like, The ceiling lights just blaring on them They're just staring into a fluorescent it, bulb It looked like a pediatrician's office and then, um, so there was that, um, I used to swipe the adhesive onto tape mountain. So there was just like all the little speckles of glue, you know, and then I was not taught to lash on a tile. So you're probably like, what were you taught to lash a glue ring? No, 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 no. A flower cup? No, no. Too, what are those? too advanced. Too advanced. I was taught. You don't need that newfangled technology. I was taught that you take paper tape or in some cases, if you're out of paper tape, scotch tape, obviously heard of it, obviously. And you're going to. You're going to take about 20 strips of tape, scotch tape. Yep, for sure. And put it on your client's forehead. Obviously. And then. Where else would you put it? And then you're going to take a dot. Elliot's laughing so hard (laughs) to you guys right now. Because I haven't explained this to him in so long. (laughs) And then you're going to take a dot of adhesive. Oh, yeah. Your absolute stringy. I'm with you. 
clogged the goopier the better nozzle crusted open you have a pin in the top of it adhesive yeah and you are going to squirt a little dot of it in the middle of their eyebrows Oh, per- yeah, that makes that's a great place for it. the tiniest piece of tape. I mean, why would there be a like a gap there if it wasn't for you to put? You know glue? what? That's why there's a gap between the eyebrows. Exactly, it's for a piece of tape with adhesive exactly. on it. Exactly, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Um, what if your client uh, has moves? a unibrow? It has oh. a uh, has a unibrow. Oh. <laughs> Oh, no. No well, lashes for them. Sorry. There's no alternative. <laughs> oh, sorry. We can't lash you. Yeah. I remember the first time I heard of like people putting adhesive on a jade stone. What? And I was like, this is extremely advanced. Like, take all my money. Where are they I going? I was like, I will pay you thousands of dollars to show me how to use a jade stone. <laughs> and, I'd, and, I'd, and they're like, okay, so what you're going to do is you're going to take the jade stone and then you're going to put the glue on it. And, and Madison's like, like <gasps> what? <laughs> take my money. Take my money. Um. So, yeah, I... I put the adhesive right smack dab in the middle of their eyebrows and I put my little 0.25 diameter classics onto that uh, scotch tape palette on their forehead in the, mm-hmm. and I only had four lines of lashes. I only had nine through 12. So it's not like I had to like map each client or, or, you know, put different lengths or anything. And, uh, so my inventory was about as bare bones as it needed to be. I mean, I was literally using like just nothing. I was just barely. I was You're using, using a lot of tape, though. <laughs> guys, my tape usage. Oh Off no, the charts. it was so bad. We were bringing our own tape from home. Oh no, because the amount of tape you're we were going using. through the drawers. And you're like, Mom, where's the <laughs> tape from Christmas? And uh, the receptionist was always like, "Where's the tape? Where's my <laughs> tape?" And uh, yeah, I will tell you one other funny story. Um, I, I because I had no mapping experience. I I uh, had. I sometimes had clients come in with like, you know, asymmetrical eyes or, you know, they had, you know, some sort of different curvature in their lids or one I had a monolid and one I had a, you know, a different type of monolid, you know, all, not all monolids are created equally. Like there was so many different eye shapes that were coming in and I was doing the same thing on everyone, but deep in my heart, deep in my brain, I knew there had to be a way to customize lashes, but I didn't know how. And I was just a teenager. I was just a baby. And one day I had a client come in. She had protruding eyes. Um, have you ever had a client have protruding eyes, like bulging eyes? You'll know if you do because... Like Bugsy from Bedtime Stories. Yeah, like Bugsy. And it's <laughs> actually where a true protruding eye is where the whites of the eye actually sits a little farther on their waterline. And so they look like like their eyes are kind of popping out of their head a little bit. And these, Like they sneeze too hard. Like they sneeze too hard a little bit. And this woman came in. She beautiful, beautiful eyes, but girl big they were big beautiful big they they walked in the room before she did and <laughs> i remember she laid down and i really struggled to tape her and you'll know if someone has a protruding eye they'll be really difficult to tape because their eyes sit so far out of the water line that when their eyes close they don't even close all the way you're still going to be able to see so much visible sclera of the eye and she laid down and i go one moment i'm just going to ask my boss about something so i left the room and i go to my boss i said hey boss um, I have a question. Keep in mind, my boss didn't do lashes. My boss just did waxes. So I don't even know why. Like, I was really in charge. And it was so funny, you guys. At 19 years old, with my experience, I was their senior esthetician <laughs> at one point in time. I was literally the boss. I was the boss of this place. I would, like, show up in my little blazer, my little scarf. And I was like, like gotta, daddy's home. Daddy's home. I got to keep you girls in line. I'm literally a teenager. <laughs> got to crack the whip. Crack the whip. on Yeah, on Tape Mountain. Use less tape. <laughs> we're running out of we're tape. running out of tape girls so anyway i go to my boss and i go hey you know i just had a question i know i'm not meant to like ask questions about <laughs> <laughs> what kind of a policy <laughs> no questions <laughs> all right you can work for us I but you get, better not ask us I any questions every time I had a 
questions going on. Listen, I, I know I'm not meant to have a question about lashes or whatever, but it just do. I know nine through twelves. I know. I know nine through twelves. Nine through But I said I have a client, and her eyes look like this. I showed her the picture, and I was like, she's in the room right now, and I feel like in my heart of hearts, I should do something like customized on her because her eyes are so big. I don't want to make them look like super big or anything. She That's goes a crazy idea. She looks at me. She goes, Maddie, if she has big li- big eyes, give her big lashes. Makes sense to me. And I said, well, one plus one equals two queen. Say less. <laughs> and I walked back. I'm in on the, it. And I, walked, I, I kept, I them. go, how big? She goes, the biggest lashes we have put on her because she has big eyes. So she needs bigger lashes. Big eyes equals. And big honestly, lashes. like I see where she's coming from. I, I see no flaw in that logic. If I was someone that had What's never, the problem? Like, if I was someone that had never done lashes. In, wouldn't you think to me, that sounds like a great idea. If, if you had never done lashes in your life and I said to you, well, big eyes, big lashes, small eyes, small lashes, you'd be like, okay. I would, yeah, I would say, oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That makes sense. So I go back into the room and keep in mind, we're using 0.20 or 0.25 diameter lashes. So they're humongous to begin with. And I pull out my scotch tape. I build my mountain. I taper down. Takes like 20 minutes. And I applied 16 millimeter decurl 0.25 lashes to the majority of this woman's eyeballs. <laughs> to the inner corners? 12s through 16s. Bro. She opened her eyes and <laughs> it was like a car- it was a cartoon character of all cartoon characters. Oh. There was no cartoon character that I could even compare it to because it was like Betty Boop doesn't compare. You did like, her so dirty. I did her the most dirty. And she was like, love them. Thanks, girl. And um, they're incredible. Granted, it was like $20 a fill. So like you're kind of it was what you pay for. They weren't expecting the world. They were expecting just like lashes in lashes in an hour. Mm -hmm. And um, she saw me for uh, two years. What a trooper. She saw me for two years and I actually did her lashes in Arizona. Yeah, that was so sweet. She visited me. Did you remember that? Yeah, you got to you got to my redemption. Redeem yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. The nice thing about not being on camera is I can give you a little foot massage. Oh my gosh, this is so <laughs> nice. I like this podcast format. Yeah, this is so nice. I feel like we're just storytelling. But um, I moved to Arizona and she was here for a bachelorette party. She hit me up on Facebook and she said, hey, Maddie, I loved getting my lashes done by you. I know you moved to Arizona. Can I see you for lashes? I said, oh my goodness. Queen. Catapult yourself into my new salon suite right now because I need to do your lashes. She came in. I gave her a full set. I said, can I do something different on you? She said, oh, yeah, I trust you. Do whatever. I've always loved my lashes by you. I said, okay, I'm going to really take some creative freedom here. And I did the shortest little. So she put 18 through 25. Yes. Big eyes, bigger lashes. Because I'm a pro now, you baby. Said, you said the problem before, they weren't big enough. Right. That was what we were missing. Yes. We didn't have the extended lengths yet. And now my sets yet. are $300. <laughs> You're getting 25 millimeters. No. She came in, and now that I know how to map appropriately, and I teach people how to map appropriately, wow, how the tables have turned, um, she laid down, and I gave her um, an M-curl set, and they were like, what, sixes through tens? Like extremely short. Teeny like tinies. they basically looked like a teeny tiny eyeliner set. And it balanced out her features so unbelievably well. It looked like she was wearing the tiniest little eyeliner look. And um I didn't even charge her. I was like, look, I really feel like I You did, deserve this. Like I did not do your lashes to my full capacity when I first started doing them. She was like, Oh my gosh, girl, I always loved them, but you're like you're the best, whatever. And um, that was just kind of like my funniest mapping story. Mm. Um, but yeah, then I quit my job at the day spa. We all know why. And I started working for myself immediately. And um, after that, you know, I I was in a space that was more of an open space. And so I obviously could have done like waxing, facials, makeup, and eyelashes. But because I was – the space that I had available to me at the time 
was and I didn't want to work from home I knew I wanted to be somewhere like I wanted more of a storefront Mm -hmm. Um, but I was in a shared space and it was beautiful and it worked for the time but I was in more of like a lobby kind of thing and so obviously I couldn't do waxing because I couldn't have naked people on the bed Um, I didn't really like doing facials honestly they weren't for me Um, I'm just not a very relaxed person you liked waxing more than facials a million percent that's wild oh yeah a million percent because I felt like for facials for me it, it really takes a t- kind of personality like you have mm. to be very calm and very and I really like um, I just I like to I like you like doing things I like the thrill of waxing I like the thrill yeah <laughs> it was it was a, a thrill every pull I was like oh are they gonna be bleeding <laughs> <laughs> no but I did I did like waxing more than facials. Facials was always kind of just like mm, boring to me. Boring. And, and also with facials, you need to have a lot of patience as a service yeah. provider and you need to have a very patient clientele. But what I loved about lashes and makeup is the transformation is immediate. Yeah. And and with lashes specifically. Waxing, it's, it's very immediate. Yeah. Instant but gratification. I, I didn't really. And honestly, I have a lot of respect for, for amazing waxers. It, it's If you don't do the job, I know how people can be like, oh, gross. How could you do that every day? How could you just look at nake, nakies all day? But honestly, unless you've been a waxer, you won't get it. And I don't get it. And I enjoyed waxing. It is it is an intimate service. And if you really like value caring for people in an intimate way where it's like they are scared of you and you're making them feel safe, it, it really feels good to do. Aww, you know, that's and so that's sweet. what I liked about it. It's because like people would lay on my bed and I listen, I waxed women and men of all backgrounds, women and men of all backgrounds. And and, you know, I have had some stories I won't share on the podcast because my mom listens to it and my grandma listens to it. Yeah. But it it of course, there were a lot of like, ooh, like icky, weird, crazy ooh. moments. ooh. but like there was so many moments where. I would start waxing someone and they immediately opened up to me. They immediately felt like we were friends. I could Aww. crack jokes with them, you know, That's so sweet. and I, and I loved the little, I love the little joke cracks. Like even when I was brand new and I was like 18 years old, people would come in and they'd be like, um, Oh, so how's your day? And I'd be like, good. This is my first time waxing someone ever. <laughs> and they'd be like, Oh really? And I was like, yeah. And I was just joking. Obviously <laughs> I've been doing it for like six months, but <laughs> I just, I loved goofing around with people and, and people, my favorite joke. You want to know my favorite joke? What? It, I really had good relationships with my waxing clients. We were so funny. We were like howling. Your girls. We were howling, laughing the entire service. But there was one time where like every single time a new client would come in, they'd be like, um, I just feel like I'm not normal. Like maybe it's weird down there. Like I don't want you to judge me or whatever. And I go, oh, <laughs> oh I know this And joke. I would go, oh, no, girl, you're totally good. I've seen it all. And then I would pull the towel out from them. And then I'd go, ha! <laughs> <laughs> and i would i would but it was you had to do the joke so perfectly where they knew that it was a joke and then you would immediately laugh it off so i'd go oh no girl you're totally good i've seen it all there's nothing you could shock me with you pull that towel out <laughs> and then you'd go oh my gosh i'm just kidding girl you're perfectly normal everything's good that's beautiful and then you start waxing and it, it just like it doesn't even phase you like you know and so i really didn't mind waxing but the love of my life the love of my life was lashes. The love of my life. And when I found out that you could do lashes better than how I was better? doing them, and there was... What? There were tweezers better than mm, Vetus? There was volume lashes, question what? mark. When I found they out... They get smaller than 0.25? When I found out that lashes was like a high quality, luxurious service that people were like willing to lay down for more than 30 minutes for and like book year round and you could like charge a lot for it and all this stuff, I was like, oh, this is like... 
this is like my business, yeah. you know, and makeup for me really became, it naturally became something that I do because I love it. And obviously like I have my licensing now and like, you know, I've been licensed in two States, whatever, but now I do my friends like wedding makeup if they want me to and makeup by Mario makeup. by That's cute. <laughs> like Mario yeah. makeup by Mario. <laughs> yeah. And so it's like, obviously if like my friends, you know, have a special event or like whatever, you know, I love doing people's makeup for, yeah. for fun. And now I, it's great. Cause if I have a model for a photo shoot, like I don't have to hire a makeup artist, you know, I can just like touch them up myself and I know how to like sanitize everything and bing bong and, bing bong and color theory. And you know, and, but I had a kit girl, like my yeah, makeup kit, it's rotting. Mac full Mac Mac bag. I was a Mac artist. <laughs> I had a kit. I was building my kit. Like my makeup kit was like, I, I, I had that big rolling suitcase just filled with stuff. You have the whole shade range. I, I had a good shade range. Yeah, you did. I really prided myself on my shade range. Oh, just you and Fenty. Yeah, a lot of makeup. Oh, yeah, I was doing Fenty before Fenty was doing Fenty. A lot of makeup artists had like beige and light beige and dark beige. Boo. Not me. Not me. Mm-mm. Honey beige. Caramel. Caramel. Mocha. Mocha. Latte. Chocolate. Chocolate. White. I had everything. Albino. I had I had the white Krylon paint. Really? Yeah, if you were al- you, Oh, yeah. Oh, you could get anyone. I could shade match anybody, yeah. Dang. But anyway, um, there was also a time where I thought of, like, working at a makeup counter, and I went to, like, the Fifth Avenue Mall, and I talked to the Estee Lauder people, and, and that was, like, an era of mine. But I never really... I, I don't... I never really wanted to work retail makeup. I thought about it for a little bit, but I wanted to do, like... I loved brides. I loved brides. Um, oh, and, and I wanted to share what this is my last story I'll share before I talk about advice but um my waxing clients from the salon it's so crazy how when you make deep personal relationships with people it doesn't really matter what service they get done by you they just want to see you because I had a really big waxing clientele at the salon and uh when I when I quit there I had a few of them um reach out to me for you know lashes Mm -hmm. and then because the space I was in I could only do lashes so I stuck to it and here I am now but um I had one client who I only did Brazilian waxes on. That's all I did was just waxes. She had like a, a, a pack, a pack of them that she used. And uh, one day she hit me up on Facebook Messenger. I guess I was big on Facebook at the time. Yeah, you did get a lot of people from Facebook. I really did. Not Facebook groups, just like friends of friends. Yeah. And this woman was like, hey, Maddie, um, I'm getting married. And I was wondering if you would do my wedding makeup. And I was like, of course you know, whatever. But this was my first, uh, job that I wasn't working for this company anymore. Um, and I wasn't working for the company anymore. Obviously I only did a few little odd jobs, you know, washing brushes with them, but Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, this is my first wedding job by myself. And so that means I can step it up even more because I'm, I'm working for myself now and I'm paying my own, I'm paying myself. And so I had a, a trial, a bridal trial for her. Cause I said, okay, bridal makeup artists, they need a trial. You need to make it perfect. And I had her come to my parents' home. That's so cute. Elliot, I didn't even live in my own house yet. That's so cute. I was 19 years old. Aww. I had not met you yet. Upstairs, downstairs. Downstairs. Oh, your little mother-in-law. That's so no, cute. No, I did her makeup in the kitchen. You did it in the kitchen? Oh, mm-hmm. that's so cute. Um, I did it in the kitchen. She came to my parents' house, and I was so professional. I sent her, like, a, a beautiful, like, email, what to expect, how to prep, how to skin prep, how like what to use to shave and dermaplane and facials and like products to use and not use and retinols. Like I literally sent her like the whole That's pre-care thing. She showed it to my parents' kitchen and I had it all laid down on, on my, my parents' kitchen. I, I asked my parents to leave and I did her makeup and then we scheduled her wedding and it was in Girdwood. And uh, her wedding morning, I showed up 
I remember I knocked on the hotel room to the bridal suite mm-hmm. in, in Alaska. And um, the bridesmaid that opened the door was so fast asleep. I was there so early <laughs> that the bridesmaids were still asleep and hung over. And <laughs> I showed up and I did uh, her makeup, her mom's makeup, all of the bridesmaids and her daughter. And I was, uh, I was only paid for her and her mom. Aww. But I just wanted to... I, You're so sweet. I was so... Elliot, I was so excited. That's so cute. I was so excited to like be there. And so I wasn't like a full like hour long beat on everyone, but I was like, oh, this is a chill. Well, I'm here. And the bride, she's my girl. She's so chill, the chillest person ever. She was just like, oh, you don't have to do that. You're so sweet. But the bridesmaids were like, I want to like, can you put those on me? Can you like put the little falsies on me? And and just so I was just doing like little 15 minute makeup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I did her daughter. She was like eight at the time, flower girl. And then I... I was packing up my kit to leave. Very professional. I helped the hairstylist. I helped with the updos. I have no hair background, but I helped with them. And then I was packing up to leave and my client was walking out. She goes, do you want to come to my wedding? And I was like, no, I can't. No, I'm not going to come to your wedding. Like that's your special wedding. No, like don't, don't. I felt like, no, don't do that. She goes, no, just sit in the back. I would love for you to come to my wedding. Like it's going to be so chill and beautiful. And I said, okay. She goes, just sit for the ceremony. And I go, I don't think I've ever been to a wedding before. Aww. Like I had never been to a wedding before. I didn't even know. So I was cute. like, I'm wearing black. I'm not even dressed. I'm not even, you know, That's whatever. So actually, Ellie, this was like, this was actually right before I met you. Really? This was the month that I met you. It was October? It was October. Oh. First week of October. Oh, that's so cute. Yeah. Because I was dating. Someone was dating else. You know, someone else. Someone else. Yes. And Oops. I, I remember because I texted him from the wedding. I was like, oh, I'm going to come to this wedding. So I was sitting in the back and Elliot, I remember like, number one, she looked beautiful. I realized how much like I was in love with this job and and everything like that. And also I had done her lashes and I had done her mom's lashes. I realized all the lashes and I was like, oh my gosh, head to toe. I just love making people feel good. That's so cute. And I'm sitting in the back and um, I guess where she got married. Where? Same place? The chapel of Our Lady no, of the Snows. No, that's and I said if cute. I ever, and I said if I ever get married one day, I'm it's gonna, gonna get, be here. I'm gonna get married in this chapel. This and is so we beautiful. Did. And we did, and that's it's why, a good chapel. And that's why it didn't take Elliot and I a very long time to like pick a wedding location yeah. because I remember I had that wedding of my clients, and I said this most beautiful place I've it ever is. seen. That's the first place on my on my it, list. It was so good. Mm-hmm. Like it was a very good venue. I wanted to get married there because she got married there oh yeah it was the first wedding that you ever went to and it was also the first wedding you were ever in yeah true (laughs) true true true. guys i've literally never been a maid of honor or bridesmaid because i'm always doing the makeup and lashes and that's okay that's like a role that i always a bride never a bridesmaid yeah i'm like never stressed at weddings because i never have to do like bridesmaid or maid of honor activities even though i would absolutely slay at them Mm -hmm. but i'm i'm literally there always to like do the glam Mm -hmm. and that's my favorite role ever because it's like you're helping you know, but you don't have to but like. Then you get to hang out. Yeah, you get to hang out. Um, you get snacks. It's awesome. And my best advice for beginners is there's a few. Oh yeah, that's what we were doing. Yeah, my best advice for beginners now that we've had a few giggles is um, your number one focus should be on building your skill and getting good enough. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously it took me like a lot longer. So that's why I want to tell you not to take as long as I did. You could fast track it. Yeah. I, I really took my time. But it, it's going to take at least, you know, a couple months. Yeah. That's the thing is like focus on getting good enough. You know, you can't focus on all these fancy marketing tactics mm-hmm. and like, you know, you have to focus on your skill. Yeah. If your skill sucks, which it will in the beginning. Absolutely. Focus on it sucking for like a less amount of time. Yeah. Because like you could either 
like not focus on your skill and put a ton of energy into like marketing yourself and getting clients and getting all these like one-time clients who are going to see you one time and then be like, mm, that wasn't great. And then they never see you again. Or you could spend two months getting like good and then the marketing stuff's so much easier. Yeah, truly. Yeah. Once you, and that's, a, and a lot of people ask me today as well about imposter syndrome, which I have to touch on. And it's like, you can do things that take a little bit of that away from you. And it's like, yeah. if you are that girl, you're going to feel like that girl. If you put the time and effort and energy into your skill, a little bit of that, like, oh, I'm not good enough. Like everyone else is doing better than me. That will like get less over time. It will. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I remember, yeah, of course I felt like, like, oh, do I belong here? Like, am I good enough? You know, in the beginning, but you just have to like, just work at it. Just work at it. Yeah. It, it. It won't go away altogether. You know, you're, you're a human. Of course you're going to always yeah. have insecurity. Of course. That's like, you're a human, but real like focus on yourself put that time into yourself just work at it until you know you're the i-t-g-i-r-l you know you are that girl exactly yeah and then you know who doesn't have imposter syndrome the i-t-g-i-r-l yeah the it girls do not they do um not. and the other thing is like don't like and and this is also about imposter syndrome it's like i would focus on yourself and the people you're serving more than the people around you like don't focus on what anyone else is like saying or doing or teaching or doing wrong yeah i think one of the only reasons that people get it that's not related to themselves is because they're like looking at what everyone else is yeah. doing and they're like oh that person's so much farther than me like i suck well and i see a me. lot of beginners that are also very cocky and they're looking around and being like oh this girl's doing this wrong and this girl's work is horrible and i'm like dude you need to only f here's the thing the only thing that you should be talking about with other people in this industry is the things that they're doing well oh yeah and it's like, if you are a beginner lash artist, I would never, ever be critiquing other people's work or anything like that because you're still working on your own work. Yeah. And First of all, you're probably wrong. Yeah. And second of all, um, second of all, second of all, it doesn't help you. It doesn't help you. It doesn't help you to focus on the stuff that other people are doing bad. You should be focusing on the good stuff. So you that should you can actively be like it. thinking like only like following people that are like inspiring you and doing better than you. And like that you not because you're comparing yourself, but that you can look up to something yeah. and you have people that say you can do this. You know, oh, everyone that I had kind of in the lash circle when I was starting out were very like they were always tearing each other down. And so I felt very torn down. And it was when that I start when I started looking at these people and saying, what are they doing better than I am? What mm. is something that I could like be inspired from? And I started slowly surrounding myself with people that, you know, inspired me and I, I could learn from. Mm -hmm. um, number two, a lot of beginners have questions about working on friends and family clients. And mm. I think there is a way to do it and a way to go about it. I would not rely on building your clientele through friends and family. No. Because it it's just different. It also runs out really yeah. quick. Yeah. Um, it's really hard because with clients, if there ever is a situation where maybe like they can't afford you anymore or they're not happy with your work or they want to see someone closer to them, they want to see someone else. They'll just do it. Yeah, it, it's it's hard. You don't want to strain that relationship. Yeah, well, it's easy if it's a client. But yeah, if it's friends and family, if it's then, friends yeah, and family, then that gets tough. You kind of want to keep that separate. So yeah. I have never taken friends and family clients. If I do my family, it's because I offered to for a special event for free. Yeah, It's a gift. And if it's a friend... I offer to do their lashes for free as a gift or as like a trade for something. Yeah. But it's never, ever like... Like if you do friends and family, it probably should always be for free. Yeah. It makes it easier. Like models or portfolio work or anything yeah. like that. Because if you're expecting all your friends to be paying clients, 
a lot of the time it doesn't work out that way. They might still see you as like a friend. They might not see you as a business owner, whereas clients mm-hmm. will see you as a business owner. But I think maybe one way, like when you're first starting out, it could be helpful to take yeah. some friends and family clients. Obviously you're not going to charge them, but like when you're still learning, like obviously like at your last trainings and stuff, you've learned how to do things like safely and you've kind of yeah. learned how to do the technique without like, hurting anyone like hurting anyone but you're still gonna suck for the yeah. first few months yeah and i think that's a good time of to course. take like if you're, like friends your your mom and your sisters and, and your friends but, are like willing you know but like they're doing your you a favor they're doing you a favor by letting you practice on them yeah a million percent so there's kind of that boundary that i would expect to be there because i've had a few girls be like hey you know i started my business and my friends and family like aren't supportive they're not booking with me and i'm like whoa you should never start a business relying on Mm. the people that you're related to and that you hang out with to pay your bills you should get the dream clientele course you really should really um but yeah no i always i always try and also what if they're like not your ideal client you know Mm -hmm. a lot of the time like our friends and family you know, they're they're they can be so supportive of our business, but um, like, what if they're not like super high maintenance? They don't want to get their lashes done. They're kind of feeling like they're doing you a favor and that you're practicing on them. But like a year in, you're not practicing on them. You're like, that's your business. So I would I would be wary of that and just you know take fam- friends and family clients as like you know models and free and mm-hmm. for events and gifts and. Um, and, and again, it's a great job to, it's a great job to be able to treat people in your family. You know, I love working on my friends and family. I absolutely love it. Um, but you don't want to rely on, on, you know, the people in your circle to be your, your clients. Mm -hmm. You want to know that you have to market yourself to the public. Well, yeah. And you want to know that you have like the ability to do that whenever you need to. Like with friends and family, it's like if they stop seeing you, then it's like, well, that's it. Like not many people have like 150 friends and family that they can be like, oh, well, I'll just reach out to my other friends and family. Yeah. My extended family. Uh, Yeah. Because like figuring like it's it is harder, obviously, to get like clients just by marketing and 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 reaching out and like doing all the stuff that like we talk about. But once you've figured out how to do that and once you've mastered that skill, then it's repeatable. Yeah. You have it forever. You can yeah, get as many clients as you want. Um, the other thing I wanted to talk about if you're a beginner is dealing with allergies and irritations. Yeah. Do, do deal with them. This is a big one. Cause they're the a long, lot of people don't, the longer that you are a lash artist, the longer that you have been applying lash extensions to people, you will come into contact with clients that have sensitivities, irritations, and sometimes even allergies. And this <gasps> could be an allergy to one of many things. It's not always cyanoacrylate, but it usually is. Um, the allergies are very rare, very rare and very, you need to know how to take care of them. Yeah. It, because it was so funny. We, we were talking to a girl recently who was like, Oh yeah, I'm allergic to lash extensions. And like every lash artist there was like, mm, I don't know. Those are very rare. Like, are you sure? Cause and she was wearing eyelash. Cause extensions. she was wearing eyelash extensions. And we, we were like, mm, I don't know. Are you sure? But then she started saying, she's like, yeah. And I'm allergic to acrylic nails also. And she's like, yeah, this is what happened. And we're like, Oh wait, like you, you actually should not be getting eyelash like, extensions. why do you have extensions on right now? What yeah. are you doing? She's like, Oh yeah, it kind of sucks. Like one of those girls. It's like, I fight through the pain. <laughs> Um, but basically, basically the longer you do lashes, the more you're going to come in contact with stuff. And I think it's important to touch on, um, when I was first starting out, I was very lucky that I only had a few people with, um, irritations and chemical burns. Um, and I have only ever had two clients in my entire lash career have an allergy to cyanoacrylate. 
What? And 15,000, 20,000 oh. appointments. And one of them was like so recent. And it was so sad. Yeah. Love oh. my we still get coffee. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, it's very, very sad, but it needs to be like taken seriously and you need to have a protocol on it, protocol on it before you open your doors for business. You protocol. can protocol. protocol, but, um, I don't know why I said it like that. I'm so tired, Elliot. <laughs> I'm sleepy too. Maybe, maybe this is the maybe only episode, episode today yeah, and then like, maybe we do one tomorrow. I was like, we're going to film four We're going to film three episodes today. No, I honestly, and I'm like, I'm getting eepy. Elliot, I need a nap and I need dinner and I need to watch the Golden Bachelor finale immediately. Girl, freaking insane. I need to know who Gary picks on the Golden Bachelor. I need to know. So, well, well, I don't know who to pick. They're, they're both so nice. Teresa's so lovely, but. Teresa is so lovely. Leslie's so. So beautiful. Ooh, she's kind of saucy. She's kind of She's got long Kind of crazy. She's crazy. She's, she used to be a dancer. I'm obsessed with the Golden Bachelor, you guys. <laughs> That's an is. She's addicted. I'm addicted. And I wish we're, I did. We're, no, every time we watch, we're like screaming at the TV. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> we're like I've, screaming. I've never been this invested in a TV Me show. Me either. Like, I love The Bachelor, The Bachelor. I'm, I'm the like, girl. you're sending her home. The Golden you're Bachelor. sending Ellen home. Yeah. When, what the frick? When they sent Ellen home, Elliot was rioting. I was like, you're Send it home, pickleball lady. Yeah, she was so cool. Please watch the Golden Bachelor so you understand this reference. But anyway, so I've really only had like two clients my entire career, one in Alaska and one in Arizona, ever have a true allergy. And I would urge you, if you're a beginner, to take a beginner training that has an emphasis on allergy and irritation protocol. Okay. And if they don't talk about it in their like marketing material, you can message them and ask them, yeah. ask them if they cover it and then ask them how in depth they go. Cause a lot of people are going to be like, Oh yeah, we cover it. But then be like, no, 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 no. Like I want like, what specifically mm -hmm. are you covering? Like yeah. I want to make sure, cause I need to know this. Cause you don't want to take a course where they're like, we cover allergies and sensitivities. And then, and then in the course, you they're go to like, the class and they go, some people have allergies and sensitivities. All right. Anyway, anyways, <laughs> yeah, no, you really want to like understand what is happening because if you have incorrect information and you have a client, you know, because this is something they're not going to teach you in beauty school. And a lot of the time they're not going to teach you in your first beginner last training. So I would make sure that you are, taking a beginner lash training that is extremely in depth on allergies and irritations. Um, I don't know any of them because I've never <laughs> taken one. You should take one. They don't exist, but you should. Well, I'm, uh, well, I know, I'm no, I know they exist. I know they exist, but I, but I, I don't know. Which I personally ones. did not take one. So good luck because I was trained by a hairstylist and, and she did not get that. She had to figure it out herself. No. Um, but I was barely, I literally like was taught how to use barbicide because I asked how to use barbicide. Should we make a thing on allergies and sensitivities? A million percent. I feel like that'd be a I good I feel like I should give course. a free crash course in the next episode. Yeah, it should be, yeah. Just like a 20 minute quick thing. Yeah, actually. Yeah. That's a good idea. And I think people are like so hesitant to talk on it because they're like, well, you know. They don't want to be like they don't giving be medical advice. They don't, exactly. Yeah, because there is a lot with allergies that's outside of our scope of practice, but there is stuff with allergies that is in our scope of practice and that's called protocol. And that means yeah. that when a client says, Hey girl, my eyelids flared up and they're completely red and swollen shut. What do I do? You know, whatever. Squirt some Flonase on it. Do not squirt anything in there. <laughs> um, yeah. And so, no, but I've heard people say that. Yeah. But I will tell you my story. So when I was first getting my own eyelashes done for the first few years, you know, back in Alaska, I was getting really severe chemical burns and I was told that I was allergic to eyelash extensions because I reached out to the, the lash artist and I saw the most amazing lash artist. She was amazing. And I remember I was like, hey, my eyes are all, you know, red and, and whatever. They weren't swollen. They were just, my eyes were red. She goes, oh my gosh, you're allergic to lash glue. 
I said, what? I'm a lash artist for a living. Like if I was allergic to lash glue, wouldn't you think I'd be like sensitive during the day or, you know, whatever. And I went to a doctor and he also said, yep, you're allergic to lashes. I said, lashes? The doctor? And the doctor said, you're allergic to the lashes themselves. You're allergic to your own lashes. I was like. Wait, but like Wait. eyelash extensions are made out of like PBT they're, fiber. Like they're, they're plastic. They're plastic. They're plastic. Like, How am I allergic so to plastic? So not only do the doctors often not know, but yeah. if the lash artists don't know and the doctors don't know and everyone's like sw- swirling around false information and people are squirting flonase into each other's eyes, like, you know, a lot of people are going to think they have allergies when they don't. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you one thing. I am absolutely not allergic to eyelash extensions. I'm not even sensitive to eyelash extensions. That girl just had your eyes open while she was putting them on. Guys, my eyes were just a little bit that open. That girl just gave you a chemical burn. It was, well, not even a chemical burn. It was just that, like, the cyanoacrylate can dry out the eye. It's yeah. a drying agent. Yeah. And so when your sclera is, like, exposed to the air the and the fumes, you know, it's going to dry out the whites of your eyes a little bit. And they're going to get red and they're going to get irritated. But then in a few days, they were right back to normal. Because I'm not allergic to eyelash extensions. And allergies will usually always present themselves in the form of swelling. Yeah. Like, that's how our body likes to react to allergies. And so I wasn't allergic, obviously. Um, but that's why it's really important to have accurate information and to be able to accurately, you know, say to clients, okay, this is what's going on. You're having an irritation. I think you're sensitive to this. Or if you're a beginner, Hey, I think I did this wrong. I think I maybe got too close to the margin of your eyelid. I think that I actually had your left eye open a little bit. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Like when you're a beginner, there's going to be oopsies and the oopsies are going to hurt, unfortunately. Um, but that's why it's important to, that's why it's important to not be charging a lot. Yeah. In the beginning, it's important to not charge a lot and to make sure your skill is there and not just your skill with application or mapping or anything like that, but your skill with, with comfort and your skill with the products you use. Yeah. That's a big part of it. It's a huge part of it. And your name can get so tarnished if you're giving someone an irritation and they're telling everyone, Oh, I was allergic to eyelash extensions. I can never get them again. And you know, you might've just done something a little bit wrong. It would, it would be better if you were bad at doing lash extensions but really good at like keeping people's eyes from getting irritated than the opposite. Yeah. Like if you're really good at like taping people and making sure their eyes are closed and making sure that like they leave and they feel good and nothing hurts. Like that's so much better than if you're just like really good at lashes, but every client who leaves leaves with like bright red eyes. Yeah, truly. So yeah, I'll do a crash course on that soon. Cause it's, it's kind of a lot to unpack. Um, but at the end of the day, you need to have a protocol in place if you're a beginner. And that means like knowing when to say, consult your GP, knowing when to say, oh my gosh, that's an irritation. I did something wrong. Come back in for a complimentary fix. You know, there's, there's protocol that beginners need to have that you need your beginner training to cover. Um, and if I was a beginner, I would keep in the back of my mind that you don't need to go to an expensive bougie beauty school because beauty school isn't going to teach you about eyelash extensions in most cases. The majority of beauty schools in the U.S. are going to teach you about, uh, you know, sanitation and hygiene and facials and how to wax an eyebrow. And you're going to get a certificate and you're going to leave. And then you're going to invest into a great beginner in-person, preferably lash course. Mm-hmm. That's kind of like probably what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and I went to, you know, people are always like, oh, did you, you know, have a great start? Did you go to like a big bougie aesthetic school? Nope. No, girl, I went to... You don't need to. You don't need to. It's a waste of money. It is. 
Like and spend that money on if, the best lash training you can. If you want to be a lash artist, a lash professional, yeah. put it into your lash education. Absolutely. The only reason you're going to beauty school is for that piece of paper. If your state requires it. That's literally it. If and some states don't even require it. Yeah. And then in that case, you have more money to invest into lash education. Perfect. Yeah. Um, our beginner trainings are currently only in person. We don't offer them online yet. Yeah. Yeah. They're only in person just because that you, it's, yeah. is how I believe is the best for beginners to learn. Yeah. It is. Um, and I hope this was helpful to you guys. Mm -hmm. If you're a beginner, I'm just giving you a big squeeze and a big hug because I know it's hard out there and I know it's just easy to feel like you don't belong and this is all so foreign to you and you have so many questions, but don't stress out, girl, because... You're going to do a great job. You are going to do a great job and like we're all just figuring it out and if you think I have it all together now, you have no idea the amount of stuff I had to go through, you know, six seven eight years ago nine ten years ago when i was first getting started in makeup a decade ago a decade of my life ago when i was 15 doing people's prom makeup yeah that's crazy. you know it's like you will go through so much and there's like there's no finish line it's all the journey mm. and you're gonna learn something every day and you're always you always have to see yourself as a beginner even today i'm like you know there's techniques and things that i see out there and i'm like i i want to learn that i want to do that and I just urge you to stay open-minded and stay positive and not look at what, you know, people around you are doing, doing wrong. Look at what they're doing well, for sure. And then be friends with them and then give them a pat on the back. But, you know, stay in your own lane and focus on yourself. And, you know, you're going to do amazing. You're going to make really beautiful things. You're going to make a lot of people happy because I truly believe this is the best job you could ever, 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 ever have. Facts. Ever. True. My friends... Like, just knowing how I speak about my career. It's the best. My friends, we were on a camping trip last week, and they were all like, I want to be a lash artist. Teach me how to do Teach, lashes. I gen and they were like, I genuinely want to learn. And I, they said... The way you talk about it, that sounds awesome. One of my girlfriends was like, who's she has no... She's a full-time mom. She was like, uh, you know, she doesn't do lashes at all. She goes, Maddie, I'm dead serious. How long would it take me to like get booked and market myself and take your courses? And like, <laughs> you teach me from scratch. I'll listen to anything you say. Like, how long would it take me? And I was like, it's so crazy to me. Like people will be so inspired by you. Mm -hmm. And, you know, obviously this job isn't easy. It comes with its hardships, like any, like any job, but it's girl, better than most. It's the freaking best job in the it's, whole It's better world. than most jobs. It's the best job in the world. Yeah. I can't name a better job so that was my little teeny weeny beginner story hope you guys enjoyed and um until next time yeah i still can't think of a better job yeah Didn't but until next one. time <laughs> i was Didn't trying you think of a better well, job okay my first my first idea was like professional theme park ride reviewer but Ooh. then i was like that probably doesn't pay very well no you probably throw up a lot too. yeah and yeah also what if the ride sucked oh that's true yeah maybe perfect oh maybe like private airplane reviewer mm. and you have to like ride in private airplanes to like talk about how good they are yeah i that's think after job. being a lash artist that's a pretty good yeah. job yeah okay second best job in the world after being a lash <laughs> artist is being a private airplane reviewer <laughs> anyways Guys, thank you so much for listening if you're a beginner we love you please share this episode with a beginner or share it on your stories because it makes us happy and it lets us know and that it makes you, a difference it make, lets us know that you like the podcast and it tells others where to find us too so. and let us know if you want us to make more beginner content yeah because we can yeah we can make whatever you want yeah you just tell tell us love the you best guys. ideas we will make them we'll talk to you love next. you so much talk to you next time smooches bye, bye.